Welcome back. This is Ad Speaks Houston, the Addy Award-winning podcast, giving you the inside scoop on Houston advertising and marketing, created and produced by Radio Lounge for the American Advertising Federation Houston chapter at aaf-houston.net. I love this descriptive about Nathan Lindstrom, the photographer, as the Houston Press calls him, an elite photographer. Did you know that? I guess you are. Yeah. But, but it's it's funny, creative, kind, and well-dressed. Because <laughs> he got to be well-dressed. Nathan is a storyteller who captures the story from every subject he shoots. Nathan's style has been described as considered, yet sometimes humorous. I like that. So you're humorous, humorous, too. After a brief time as a photojournalist, he left the newspaper world to assist commercial photographers and had the honor of working with some of the biggest names in the industry, those experiences elevated his ability to craft and create compelling in- images, manage large productions, collaborate with both subjects and clients. Nathan is more than a photographer. He is a creative partner. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. He works with clients to understand their story and uses his unique sensibilities to tell that story in compelling ways that they may have never thought of. I love that when you can pull something out of somebody that they don't know. I didn't know I was all about me. Nathan Lindstrom Photography is the place we're talking about today, a bronze member of the American Advertising Federation Houston and an old friend of the American Advertising Federation Houston. You've been around for a few years doing this, and you've been a part of uh, the American Advertising Awards and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, So, and a part of this community. i got to give you a chance to say hi. Hi. Well, hello. Thank you so much for having me on. I really I, appreciate it. I, I, I always find it fun that we can talk to people who are a part of the creative fabric of this community. We were talking before we started uh, recording for this podcast. We all kind of do the same thing. We just do it on different platforms. I do the sound. You do the pictures. Other people do the film and such like that. But um, this is something, photography is something that you. I don't think you really sought out. It kind of sought you out, didn't it, in a roundabout way, right? Yeah, I kinda guess you could say that. You. Yeah. So what, what is it that, that drew you to uh, doing the stuff that you do? And it's award-winning stuff, obviously. Um, but what pulled you into this, uh, in, into this industry, and why do you do this, man? Well, I, you know... A little bit of it's the cliche, like classic answer. My dad gave me a camera when I was five years old. And oh, is said, that true? Is that yeah, true? it is. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, he was an enthusiast, and he gave me a you know Kodak camera that had you know just that film plastic film thing that you slammed in the back and had a cube flash on the top. Oh and yeah, yeah. He said, "Tell me when you need more film and more flashes." And I I came back from visiting relatives in Iowa one summer and had. I don't know, 50, 80 photos of the farm cat that was, you know, at my aunt's house. And my mom just about went and hit the ceiling. And my dad said, good job. Here's more film. Like, Really? Um, really? Now, your father a photographer? He just no, no. He was, just a, he was just a hobbyist. Wow. Um, he was a director of a therapeutic counseling program okay. uh, that helped kids work through issues and Whatnot, and it, part of it was he used photography as it was a nonprofit, and so you know it was his work that they could use to promote what they were doing and wow. tell the stories about you know this is how we're helping kids. And how did he know all. that though? How did he know? I guess dads know stuff, huh? I, Apparently so. You know, I think he was just sharing something that he liked. Okay. Um, and you know, fast forward to high school, you know, senior year, I didn't know what I wanted to do in 
life and <laughs> my uh one one cousin who was a couple years older than me told me if I took a photo class I could, you know, it was basically just a write off class that you could Do we need those? breeze through and I yeah. said, "Okay, cool." Yeah. But then I fell in love with it and mm-hmm. instead of spending all my free time and, you know, doing things I probably shouldn't have been doing. I spent all my free time at school sitting in the dark room and <laughs> the the next semester, you know, last semester of high school, I took a uh, independent study. We went to small school that, you know, it's what you had to do. And um, part of the curriculum that I wrote up for myself was that I had to job shadow a couple of photographers from, sure. uh, you know, local newspaper and one of those photographers uh, was Danny Frazier, who mm-hmm. now works for, is uh, part of the Agency 7, uh, and just an incredible documentary photographer. Wow. Um, and it, getting to hang out with him uh, was one of those moments where, you know, at that time of life, I said, yeah, okay, I could see myself being with these kinds of people, that, you know, sure. for a career. Yeah. Um, Wow. And it was fun and it was creative and um it's you know. funny how we discover our our purpose, our passion in life. It's it sometimes we don't search for it. It sometimes uh, finds us and we mm-hmm. say, Okay, I'm on the right path for something like that. Okay, so you're a family guy. Um kiddos in school. Mm-hmm. Have you shared your skills with the kids or did they or did they show an interest as well in this kind of stuff? Somewhat. Yeah. Oh, yeah? They, yeah. They have a uh, you know, little Fisher Price digital camera that shoots I don't know one megapixel or something and really you know the pictures are awful anyway but <laughs> honestly they can work an iPhone um they sure can better and, than we can actually Nathan oh yeah absolutely yeah, yeah right uh and uh, they're getting it and you know they'll they'll come into the studio and you know they know as long as the camera's attached to the camera stand and not just loose that they can press the button and get to see you know whatever comes up on the computer screen and um <laughs> Yeah, we have fun. The the parallels are so, you know, because this is a recording studio, okay? And the kiddos can come in here and punch the buttons too Mm -hmm. and have some fun and make some noise and do all that kind of stuff. I I love the the similarities here. Uh, You know, so photography is your vocation, obviously. You do it very well. You've won several awards. We'll talk about that in just a bit. But you also have a passion for woodworking, I understand. Yeah. I do. So... Are those two skills tied together, Nathan, or what's, a, what's uh, about that? I mean, maybe a little bit. It's yeah. for me, they're both creative. Um, mm. It's it, I had a grandfather and an uncle on my other side of the family who were both very avid woodworkers, and wow. you know had extensive shops. And yeah. um, what do you build with? What do you what do you uh, work with? Uh, well. Um, Right now, it's a lot of projects around the house. Okay, <laughs> I okay. just got I just got done making a, uh, a frame for a compost bin for my wife. Oh, cool! Um, you know, I'm just ripped a hole in the uh, underside of our stairs that's in my closet to build extra storage, and I'm working on some shelves and you know more practical things like okay. that. But wow. it, what I really like doing is building more like furniture, creative, you know, chairs mm, and yeah, yeah, yeah. things where, you know, I start to practice, you know, experiment with design and um and all within the woodworking and You can get really crazy with design with furniture as well. Oh, absolutely. Too. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you a mid-century kind of a guy or what what do you like? For sure. Yeah. Yep. I love it. I love it. I love it. We've got it. We've got a mid-century bedroom set uh from uh, 49. Wow, uh, it's 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 
it's all mid it's pure mm-hmm. mid-century it's pretty doggone cool love that as oh, well that's awesome you know we're talking about covid as well i, I i'm getting to hate that word but we're getting over it we'll be fine uh, we'll be good our world has really changed since mm. since covid uh, the on again off again mm-hmm. stuff what has happened in in your industry in the photography industry in the branding industry over the past couple of years and how have you kind of worked through those uh, uh, speed bumps yeah so interestingly it was probably mid 2019 or so um i ask uh one of my mentors um another photographer here in town robert seal um who you know is i assisted him for a long time um and we were talking on the phone i was like hey you know the economy's great you know things are just busting right now it's you know times are good but you know i've been around long enough to know it doesn't always stay you know, stay good. And, you know, this is cyclical, like what happens when it goes down? And his word to me was, you know, you get to a certain stage in your career and certain level of quality in your photography and all, and clients still have to keep on advertising. They still have to keep up with their marketing and all, um, because if they don't, they know that they're going to disappear and, you know, really you're, you're going to be okay. And, Honestly, he was right. Um, You know, we we went through, we did, you know, did the whole lockdown thing. I sent, you know, my guys home and we worked remote for a while and and all. But then, um, you know, as soon as as soon as the safety officer certifications came out, uh, I sent my studio manager, John, out to. Yeah be certified, I think, two different ways as a safety officer so mm-hmm. that whenever we talked to clients, it was not a question of, oh, do you want to pay for a safety officer to be on set? It was a message of this is built into our production. It's built into Smart. the fabric of what our studio is. Yeah. And you're getting this, you know, whether or not you want to pay for it. Um, you know, and it, at a certain level, you know, John's also a producer for us, and if he his role as producer was extensive enough that he couldn't give proper note, you know, focus to being a safety officer, then we'd pick up that position as needed. I'm but, glad you brought up John's name as well because he's on the website. So I oh, was yeah. going to say, who is John Maxwell? And you're telling us who John Maxwell is. Yeah, John Obviously Maxwell's an important uh, part of the organization, huh? Yeah, he's the one that keeps me sane. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. My wife is told me multiple times, like, he can't leave. <laughs> um, you hear that, John? You're not going anywhere, buddy. No, no. But, yeah, he's, uh, he's I'd say, account manager, studio manager, producer, um, mm. you know, and aside from being safety officer and occasional assistant. And, you know, it's a, it's a small studio, small business. Like, we all have to wear lots of hats. And sure. He uh, he came from the restaurant industry. Oh, really? Um, okay. Was a uh, bar and restaurant manager. And my theory hiring him was, hey, if he can handle, you know, <laughs> wait staff and kitchen staff, like he can handle whatever squirrely assistance and all that I throw his way. And it's been absolutely right. He's got um, the right pedigree, doesn't he? No, yeah. he's, he's so great. He takes great care of, you know, everyone, you know, myself, the crew, the clients, uh, you know, he just—he's been a really, really great add to the studio for sure. There, we got John on. I like that. I wanted to make sure we did. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, Nathan, it seems like te- technology has given the average uh, Nathan <laughs> <laughs> an opportunity to be a photographer or a movie maker. It just happens. 
But we all know that it takes so much more, so much more to be good at this stuff. Mm. What makes you a better investment when it comes to telling the story through photos? Uh, I mean, we were talking about it a little bit earlier and just, you know, everyone has a camera now. Like, it's all on our phones. Right. And, it, it, you know, the, the one story I didn't tell when we were talking earlier is uh, it's kind of a joke is, you know, this virtuoso violinist goes and plays a concert on their Stradivarius mm-hmm. and, you know, million-dollar violin. And they go out to the lobby to, you know, greet the audience afterwards. And some guy walks up and is like, wow, that's a really good violin. (laughs) 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 And, you know, it's like, I mean, it is, but if I understand anything about violins, actually a Stradivarius is harder to play than a lot of others. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it really comes down to the talent of the person holding the instrument. Sure and photography is the same way in that, you know, it, it, it's your vision. It's, you know, the storytelling that you bring to, you know, to the job. And then especially once we get into bigger productions and you have to th- start thinking about locations and, you know, talent and, you know, scouting casting for all of that and props and wardrobe and possibly set design and wow. whatever else that you know may go along with it you, you, what you're doing is great in as i said before we're going to talk about some of these awards that you've won as well uh, somebody's style or some photograph probably caught your attention along the way and got you interested in photography obviously your dad got you interested there but you had a you, you something perpetuated that mm. interest and mm-hmm. such um, was there was there somebody back then that you said that's really yeah. good? I want to be like that guy, Danny Frazier's. Danny uh, Frazier. Yeah, I, mean, okay. I mentioned him earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he was shooting for the Iowa City newspaper at the time. Like, but it was. Uh, I mean, for one, I had to wait a few months to be able to meet him. You know, and, and as part of my class because he was shooting. I think it was the Nigerian elections for the Associated Press. Oh, wow. And he came back and yeah, I just, I studied his work. He was, you know, anytime we made it to state competitions in sports, he was the one that was showing up with the, you know, big 400 millimeter sports lens and, oh, yeah, yeah. you yeah, know, small yeah. town Iowa, like that was a big deal. And, well, yeah, um, sure. you know, it, but seeing how he captured just even every day, you know, small town America news stories and sports and whatnot, like he he saw things differently mm-hmm. um you know and even at that stage of his career like it was it was very different and you know and as he's progressed and and all like we've remained remained friends and you know i keep up with his work and it's just so a mentor kind of a thing is what that was as well oh for sure yeah for sure well that's great to have mentors like that especially yeah. uh, like him you recently you you've been actively participating in the American Advertising Awards and winning awards for for many years, but you recently became a bronze sponsor uh, with the American Advertising Federation, Houston. What prompted mm-hmm. you to do that and step up to the plate and, and uh, uh, do those me. nice things? Somebody asked you. Okay. Yeah, somebody asked me. Okay, no, uh, you know, I mean, that was that's a good lesson. Yeah. Ask. Okay, yeah. good. No, I like that. honestly, you know, I mean, we haven't, you know, we have an ad budget, marketing budget for the studio, and. Sure. Um, you know, it was one of those things, like, we looked at overall what we're doing and the, you know, what we get back from 
participating in the Ad Federation. You know, I was at the American Marketing Association luncheon today and have been Mm -hmm. pretty active with that chapter here in Houston. And, you know, it's been a great way to network, a great way to, um, you know, just be able to get my name out there, you know, some of my work out there and all. And, um, there's a yeah. lot of great it's trade organizations. Yeah, and that's what it, it does come back, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's an essential element for if you want to be somebody, if you want to do something, if you want to get seen, get known, mm-hmm. you got to get out there and talk right. to people as well. What would you tell uh, others about our in our industry about the American Ad Federation? What What are your thoughts about that? Uh, you, you 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 know mentioned uh, AMA uh, mm-hmm. as well, uh, which is a great uh, trade organization. But as, as it relates to Ad Federation, Houston, what are some of the uh, the upsides uh, of connection. Sure. Um, you know, first and foremost is the Addy Awards and just the the recognition that you get for good work. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, uh, aside from that, it's just a great party and fun to hang out with everyone. We and, do have good parties, right? don't we? Yeah. 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 A great group of people. It is. And, and, um, you you mentioned egos before. Egos are an okay thing because you got to feel good about what you're doing. Uh, you got to well, feel right. strong what you're doing. But but the compatibility of the people within our organization, I think, is a real key. For uh, sure, people who are working together as a community to support each other. Well, and, and make that's sure the, that we thrive. That's the key is the community. Yeah. I mean, you you talked about it some in your last episode with yeah. uh, for the one yeah. and that. You know, just that that sense of building community and all, and that's why I think organizations like AAF are so so important. Um, that you know, across the board, I've seen you know organizations struggle in recent years, sure. even before you know the pandemic and all hit. Um, right. And a lot of it, you know, I, I think is there's so much information available on the internet, and you know, a lot of the traditional pull of organizations in getting, you know, in providing people with opportunities to learn, to do continuing education, you know, maybe not full on class, but, you know, at least, a, you know, hey, here's something new, you know, here's something to think about or, or whatever. You get it all online now. And yeah. so there's not that same draw to get together. But the thing that you miss out when you're online is that sense of community. It's knowing, you know, getting to know people personally, not yeah. just on Instagram or LinkedIn or other social media, you know, it's face to face, sitting down face to face. And yeah. like, know, like we're doing today, you, you, you would wanted to come to the studio to do this. Podcast exactly. Because it does make a difference. It totally makes a difference. Uh, you know, I'm okay with zoom meetings and such, but I'm getting real tired of those kinds of things. It's, I like the interaction. I like the face to face. Right. No, that's exactly it. I mean, well. I've done, I don't know how many zoom meetings in, you know, <laughs> showing my portfolio around and, okay. you know, net, you know, virtual networking events. Like I've gotten, I've gotten to meet with more, you know, magazine photo editors and creative directors from across the country in the last two years than I had in probably the previous, you know, five plus, which so is there's phenomenal. A, there's an upside to it as there's well. There's an absolute upside to it. Yeah. But it, there's still a difference in just getting together face to face and, you know, and, and it's also that difference too. And like having that, you know, five, 15, 20 minute meeting, you know, at someone's office and saying, Hey, here's my book. Like, okay, great. But if you can, meet them for lunch or, you know, for a drink after work or whatever. And like get the conversation beyond, 
oh yeah this is these are the pictures i take like hey you know depending on where you're working like everyone's work you see is good you know sure if if not phenomenal and you know the the key differentiator and you know when i was talking about egos earlier you know it's like there's a good side to ego and then there's a bad side to ego and you know it's like with with the advent or with technology and you know accessibility of photography you get people have gotten to be a lot nicer because they have to be you know it's like (laughs) if you have your choice some people to you know photographers to hire and this one guy's a jerk and this other guy's nice and fun to hang out with and this other guy's just boring yeah like who are you gonna pick you know if you're gonna have to go and spend you know several Mm -hmm. days or a week or whatever you know on a campaign and all like right you know, and everyone has, you know, pretty much equal work, right? then that's where you differentiate. And you differentiate big time. Yeah. We've been accused, we've been complimented, not accused of, of having a secret sauce for the things that we do, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that term, secret sauce. When it comes to style, do photographers have a secret sauce that they don't tell the others about? Is there something about like a fingerprint or is there a Nathan Lindstrom secret sauce mm-hmm. that is the the component that makes you so good at what you do? <laughs> yeah, you know, again, like, uh, you know, looking back at how technology has affected this industry and, and what we do, like, even when I was still assisting, you know, lighting styles and the way you set up lighting and everything else, like there would be photographers who would just be militant about protecting that mm-hmm. and not letting others see it and, you know, not wanting to be copied, et cetera. And a lot of that is going by the wayside. I mean, you look at Art Striber's Instagram feed and how much he is sharing about the lighting the equipment that he's using the you know Mm. story behind the photo of you know this is everything we had to deal with like he just posted one up i think yesterday on a shoot that they did in puerto rico where they could get the grip gear locally but they ended up having to fly the assistants and all the lights from in from orlando oh really uh because there was there were no lights to rent in puerto rico okay um you know which hey you know Makes sense. Like, you do what you do. You do what you have to do. And, yeah. you know, he's shooting, you know, cover art for whatever TV show it was or whatever that he was doing. And, yeah. You know, he can do that. And, mm. um, you know, and he's not giving everything away. He's not giving, like, the ratios away for, you know, oh, yeah, well, we set this light exactly at, you know, this exposure and this light yeah. at this exposure. And when you combine it all together, it looks like this. But, I, I like the fact that there's no specific formula. I don't think there really is because no, there isn't. Every 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 situation would be an individual uh, project or assessment to well, figure exactly. out the best way to exactly. do things. Exactly, so and it's, that's what makes it so interesting, I guess, huh? It, for sure, yeah. and that's what I love about it. And it's you know, again, getting back to the idea of the divertioso violinist, it's like everything's different, and you have to know how to light, yeah. you know, in any given situation, in any yeah. given set of circumstances, be it. You know, some shoot in a hotel room in Puerto Rico or, yeah. you know, we did a shoot in 2020 that put us on the Kansas-Oklahoma uh, border in November and, like, gear was literally freezing over 
um, oh, really? because it was cold yeah. and you know computers were going down and you know <laughs> it was just you know aside from the logistics of just getting there you know like yeah. we had to bring a lot of our gear from Houston or you know and all because like there wasn't anything to there weren't lights to rent in Oklahoma <laughs> you know wow and okay you find ways around the, you find the, your the ways around bumps, it you, you? you know yeah. you have to prep and yeah. you know you have to make sure you account for it when you're putting the budgets together in the first place and makes sense you know make sure that you're ready for it and then yeah you get all those pieces in place and you go have fun so if anything i'd say you know my secret sauce is in the planning um you know it goes back to john and why he is so important to what we do is that he and i sit down for every single job and go how is this going to work out and you know from from the creative and then how that leads into all of the logistics and we do as much planning beforehand as we can to make sure all the logistics are sorted out so that when we get onto the shoot, it's just all about the creative. I love it. And I love it. Being prepared. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you, and you got to be ready for stuff like that. Well, it's true with anything. Mm-hmm. You're, you're capturing, you're capturing a moment in time in, in this particular case with the, uh, with photography pictures can tell a story just as good or even better sometimes than the spoken word. I think that's true. Mm. What is it about the magic of photography that can't be replicated anyplace else? There's a different perspective on interpretation of the subject. What is it about photography? I think it's the it's that still image. It's that it is that one moment of time, and it can freeze it in your brain. You know, you can... You can go and you can watch film on something. Sure. And, you know, take, you know, the last World Series game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you can go back and jump on YouTube or wherever, you know, watch a recap of the game, watch the entire game. But then if you go and you look at the still photos of, you know, Jordan's swing mm-hmm. when he hit that home run. Yeah. And yeah. look at it, you know, the stills of the jubilation afterwards or you know, whatever it is, like that moment, you know, you remember the whole experience, Mm -hmm. you know, from the game itself, but that, that expression on his face ends up getting imprinted into your brain. You have a chance that you can stop and you can, you know, really take it in and anymore. I mean, we're so visually literate at just being able to go through thousands of images a day. Sure. Um, you know, it just as, you know, not even as image professionals, but mm-hmm. as, a, you know, just as a population, sure. society. Yeah. Um, and even though we're looking at them very, very quickly, like a lot of times that stuff sticks. And Big time, yeah. It, it, yeah. it sticks in a different way. It's that, that moment that the feeling that you get from the elation of, you know, Jordan hitting that home run. Right. And... And all right then you pick it all up just in his face. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you know, I mean, you need a little bit of context, maybe, depending, you know, to know like, okay, yeah, well, that was game six. That was yeah. you know. But if as long as you know it's game six, you know that's right when he hit the home run. Like you don't need that confirm, you know. Right. You know. To me, it's like a book. It has a beginning, middle, and end, and your mind can can craft that story then. Mm-hmm. With one image, one right. image, you can see the beginning and the middle and the end. Mm-hmm. And you can figure out the whole story mm-hmm. that way. Um, there's that picture uh, back in the, the '60s when uh, Ruby shot uh, Lee Harvey Oswald mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. uh, there's a still photograph of that. Right. Uh, that's a whole book of stories. It's like, wow. Right. Uh, and you're, it, it, to me, that's very, uh, very impactful as well. To date, uh, what is the, the most favorite person you've ever photographed or favorite thing that you've ever photographed? Do you have a favorite so far? Ooh. Um, I mean, I've gotten to work with Simone Biles a few times, and she's just absolutely phenomenal. Oh, yeah? Okay. Like, I got to work with her before the Rio games and then after the Rio games, and, like, she's she's just always a sweetheart, like, absolute professional and, you know, ego, but none of the ego in the, you know, in the bad sense. Okay, and, yeah. you know, I mean, just ego just for confidence and, sure. and all, which is yeah. just absolutely what it needs to be. We're talking about a superstar, huh? Right. Um, <laughs> Holy cow. You know, it, uh, actually in college I got to, uh, like before a Wings Over Houston air show, I got to go along with uh, a stunt crew and flying a T-6 training plane. Okay. Um, in formation and all. We, and We did that one time in Miami. Yeah. The airplane was flying upside down next oh, yeah. to us. It was and, the best uh, rotor coaster ride I've ever been on. Yeah, like, yeah. so much fun. I mentioned to you before I'd fl- flown with the Blue Angels as mm-hmm. well. And that was like, okay, I'm going to see how far I can push this. Right, and that right. was fun. And because I'm a pilot, I was able to log those hours as flight time. It's like, well, oh, that's pretty wow. cool. I had fun. So, yeah, aerial photography, mm-hmm. a good thing. And speaking of aerial photography... You're into drones now and such like that as well. That, Some. That, that's a big part. Is is it a big part or is it something you see it's a, that's going to be bigger? It's a growing part. I mean, yeah. it's, I don't have my drone pilot's license, so commercially I can't fly. Sure. Um, you know, I can do it for fun, but I can't yeah. charge for it. Um, yeah, but, you know, I mean, company. I hire pilots and direct them. And, and there are drone pilots out there that do that. Oh, absolutely. That, that absolutely. Do that, uh, and, and we've done, you know, done work like that and, you know, multiple jobs where yeah. – you know, we send them up and tell them exactly, you know, where and how to fly. And it's a lot of fun. Awards. We'd love winning awards. That's affirmation. And you've taken more than a few home with you on your shelf there at Sawyer Yards. From the American Advertising Awards, World Fest Remy to the AMA Houston's Crystal Awards as well. Obviously, you're doing some great work out there, Nathan. Hmm. Uh, yeah. How's it feel to have uh, your peers confirm that what I'm doing is relevant and good. How does that feel to take on those awards? Yeah, obviously, it, it feels good. It's, you know, it's nice to have the affirmation and all. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's lack of, um, you know, lack of self-confidence or what, you know, or if it's just indifference to awards or like I resisted and you know entering stuff in for a long time and it wasn't really it wasn't until you know i started getting involved with aaf and ama and seeing like oh okay well this is where all the clients are at and <laughs> yeah if i yeah. win something here then they'll take note and sure they you will. know it'll yeah. it'll be good for you know marketing myself that's the end benefit but beyond that it's like you know somebody said what i what i thought was good was really good Right, and what you what you thought was really good was really good because HCA Houston Healthcare Women's Hospital of Texas Hewlett Packard NRG Champions Golf Club all award winning work. 
Uh, you even got a gold Remy for use of a drone, which I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Cool. But every photo, though, that you take is shooting for gold status, though. I mean, really, when you think about no, it, it is. Isn't absolutely. Everything I mean, that it's... we do, it's, we want to do... We want to do our very best and, and make exactly sure that it's it. a home run. It's exactly it. And, um, and, and to me, it's, you know, and as an artist, you know, I want to make good images both for me and for my client. And, yeah. you know, having that work backed up by, you know, the affirmation of an award is, is wonderful. But honestly, as long as, as long as I walk away from the shoot or walk away from the project, you got the award. and I know that yeah. I'm happy with the work yeah. and, you know, I know yeah. that the client's happy with the work. Uh, I'm happy, you know. There you go. That's all I need. At, at the end of the day, define Nathan Lindstrom. Nathan Lindstrom is. Um, <laughs> These are I tough questions, aren't hopefully, they? <laughs> hopefully humble. I don't, I don't think I always succeed in that, but okay. I, I try. Like, I don't, you know. Humility is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got two little boys, so tired is probably on there somewhere. <laughs> I'm I'm finally out of the point area where you know I'm like crashing, putting them to bed. But um, yeah, yeah. but you, you know. find the time, don't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it's a it's a really great life work balance too. Oh, and it, it sounds to me like you've uh, crafted some some good things along the way, and you're having fun along the mm-hmm. way, and you're Absolutely. from Iowa. Uh, so now yeah. I know one one more person from Iowa. I like that. Uh, but you make Houston your home, and you do a great job here, Nathan. The Houston Press did a, an article on you a few years back, and it says, your favorite aspect of photography is the opportunity it provides for me to see other people's lives. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. if I'm working on a documentary project or a commercial job. Photography provides this amazing avenue for me to walk into a complete stranger's life for a time and see how they work, how they live. And I have an infinitely better understanding of that person, their hardships, their joys, than if I've never witnessed their life at all. That, to mm. me, sums up photography, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah, and what you do. You know, again, it's it's great talking to you uh, today. And um, you know, we've seen your work at the American Advertising Awards. We'll see more of that. But uh, as far as being a bronze sponsor, thank you for that. Well, as you're well, welcome. Too. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Sawyer Yards, you also just did a, mm-hmm. a, an upgrade on your, your uh, facility there, too, didn't you? We did. Yeah, uh, actually, I think it was the last week of lockdown, um, if I'm allowed to admit that yet. Um, <laughs> John and I uh, went, into, went into work and um, moved from a smaller studio space to a you know, one that was probably twice as big and had an exterior door. So we have some, you know, daylight coming in now, which is really. I like uh, daylight. Yeah, it that's is. a good thing. Yeah. It's, it's shocking it, how much, you know, <laughs> that improves your work experience. And, yeah, and all. exactly. Yeah. Um, plus it adds, you know, different options that we can, you know, images that we can make in the studio and all too. But this is good. Yeah. Good things good. going on there. Check it out. Nathan Lindstrom Photography. Go there. And Nathan, it's been fun talking to you today. Ray, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. Gotta love what Nathan Lindstrom does for our industry and for his specialty of photography. Also, I hope you enjoyed our conversation today. As Speaks Houston, the Addy Award-winning podcast is created and produced by Radio Lounge for the American Advertising Federation Houston chapter. And you can find out more at aaf-houston.net. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you'll never miss a new podcast. 
A rating on iTunes will also help us grow. And don't be afraid to share what you've heard today on social media as well. We also invite you to meet the people that represent District 10, D10 of the American Advertising Federation. Check out AdTension, the podcast for D10. Until next time, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. AdSpeaks Houston, copyright 2022. I'm Ray Shillings.